Hey, this is Jess. This is Emily. And this is Sandra, and you're listening to Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls Rewatch podcast. All right, and welcome to The Bits for the Lorelai's first day at Yale. I don't even know if we mentioned the name of the episode last we did, week, we did. but it is <laughs> we did. the Lorelai's first day at Yale. And pretty quick discussion, but I think we all agree that this is a pretty fun episode. But mm-hmm. a lot kind of happens in it. Uh, Emily, can you refresh our memories? Yeah, and can you, you do know, it in 30 seconds and not go over that time, please? Yeah, because yes. I'm, like, really hungry and, you know, on a time crunch. My mm-hmm. only worry, and I sent this in our Discord earlier, was, like, nothing happens in this episode. <laughs> Rory goes I to believe Yale. Jess just Done. said that a lot happened. Just, so. like, so much <laughs> happens. <laughs> so, I am fully prepared. You guys can tell me if I forgot anything, though, because I did... Okay do it after I did my reference so I might have forgotten things okay you can count me down sure three two one go Rory goes to Yale. Copper boom. Lorelai pulls a mom wanting to photograph everything and borrows slash steals Luke's truck for the move. Even though she can't drive a stick. Nicole's lawyer show up for the divorce. At Yale, Rory moves into her dorm, gets her photo taken for ID, meets some mean girls. Antana Paris shows up as her roommate because her life coach thinks their relationship isn't finished. Lorelai and Luke struggle with a mattress. Lorelai does more shopping for the dorm and after unloading and leaving Rory, calls her back. They have to take out party for the dorm girls ordering from every restaurant within 100 miles and rating the delivery dates dudes lorelei finally returns to the truck with the mattress still in it and has Beep. a lonely moment at home i lost Aww. it <laughs> i lost it and i, I, I can't believe it until zara First like one I, of the season. I really tried and it's because but when I, I tried to, when i did this earlier i had like a solid six seconds left over i was like i don't even have to try that hard and that's why i failed i feel like oh no as as our resident failure <laughs> I wait a second. Feel like summary failure. I don't know. Not general, in general. Whatever. Not whatever. In general. Um, <laughs> I feel like I failed on an episode that I also thought was going to be super chill because I also let myself be like, whatever, whatever. It'll this, be fine. This episode is whatevs. I think maybe that was the one where I completely missed like an entire plot A thing. Either way. Unfortunately, fail. Emily, a fail. Oh, Rory graduated high school. You forgot to say that she graduated high yes, school. Yes, in the graduation <laughs> episode. Oops. Um, well, I, yeah, sorry, yeah. Emily. That's okay. La, 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 That's okay. It's okay. Well, it's still early. It it's is. very early. It's early in the game. It's still anybody's game. It's probably my game, let's be honest, but <laughs> we'll get into and it. And to be fair, we each have failures every season. It's just we just do. you have a couple more failures. More failures. <laughs> just like a little bit. It's um, fine. Well, let's uh, shift the focus away from me and uh, <laughs> let's hop into this week's references with Sandra. Sandra. 
Okay, welcome to References. This week, I have for you guys some rapid-fire references and a guest star. So up first, uh, we have Lorelai taking candid, quote-unquote, pictures of Rory and telling her, I'll put it on my computer and then superimpose an important person standing next to you, seeing you off like Kissinger or Lady Bird Johnson or Pat Summerall, and then they kind of bicker over who's dead or alive. So here's the rundown. Kissinger, uh, an American politician who served as U.S. Secretary of State and National Security Advisor for President Richard Nixon, uh, is still very much alive to this day. Actually, he was born in 1923, so he's literally 100 years old. I was going to say, that man has got to be really old. Wow, okay. Yeah, still alive. Uh, Lady Bird Johnson was the first lady of the United States from 1963 to 1969, married to President Lyndon B. Johnson. And she did not pass away until 2007. So in the context of this argument, still very much alive. Um, And lastly, Pat Summerall who was an American football player and a sportscaster. He announced all the major golf and tennis events, if anyone's into that. A lot of people are, actually. Um, <laughs> but he passed away in 2013. So again, still very much alive in the context of this argument. So Rory and Lorelai were just killing off people way before their actual For the passing. fun of it. <laughs> For the fun of it. Um, up next... We have Luke mocking the lawyers and telling them that he has a lawyer named Don Dewey from Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. And that is a reference to a pun from the phrase Dewey, Cheatham, and Howe. Um, the gag name what? pokes fun at the perceived uh, propensity. propensity. That's what Wikipedia gave me. Propensity? perceived inclination of legal professionals to take advantage of their clients so it's like do we cheat them yes we do and how do we do it very well so it's just like being quirky i mean it's definitely a joke i had heard before but i can't decide if i heard it for the first time in this episode and so it was just engraved in my head forever or if i've heard it outside of this episode (laughs) It's, it's like a thing. NPR also uses it's, it. And uh, the okay. Mo, Curly, and Larry. Who the are they? The Three Stooges. The Three Stooges. They really like to use it as well. My last little reference is when Luke and Lorelai are having their mattress fight. Luke says, we've been here before. And Lorelai says, I recognize that tree. Which is a reference to Waiting for Godot. Which we've actually mentioned before mm-hmm. on the podcast. Yes, we uh, have. Lorelai is referencing how their conversation resembles the existential dialogue between Val- between Valamir, Vladimir, Vladimir, and Estragon. You know that common sure. name, Estragon. <laughs> There's um, nothing the common Estrogen. about waiting for Godot. <laughs> the duo famously waits for the titular Godot near a very large tree. So that's what she's mentioning. Um, and I'm closing my little segment out with a guest star. As you guys know, I like to point out guest stars that are kind of famous in other uh, movies or films, or in this case, voice acting. And that is Olivia Hack, who plays Tana. So 
Olivia got her start as Captain Picard's daughter on Star Trek Generations, but she also played Cindy Brady in the like parody Brady Bunch movies. Oh yes! Wow. Okay. Yeah. Like you guys know that meme, sure Jan, right? Like the Marsha yeah. telling Jan, yeah, that's from that. Like she's from that movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Olivia is more well-known, as I said, as a voice actress. She actually has starred in quite a few anime dubs and American cartoons, including Hey Arnold. She was Great the girl show. with the, like, straight black hair that, like, was bobbed and then, like, a really long shirt dress. She was, like, with Helga's friend. I don't remember if she had glasses, but she was Helga's Phoebe's friend. friend was Helga. Or, uh, Helga was... Helga's best friend was Phoebe. The oh, blue shirt. Maybe. Hold on, let me double check then. Um, or I think Rhonda had a bob, the fashion girl. She had a red shirt. Yes, it's Rhonda. Okay, she was a voice she had a rich of Rhonda. parent. She was like a socialite, supposedly. Okay, I don't remember Harry Arnold as well as I did. I thought I did. I will not say that I rewatched the entire series like two or three years ago. <laughs> was it good? <laughs> It's a great show. It holds up. I need to watch it. But she's also done voice acting in a Star Wars show. And then she's also, you know, been in one of my all-time favorite shows of all time, all time, all time, Avatar The Last Airbender. Olivia played the role of Ty Lee. She was Azula's friend, in quotes. Uh, If you have not seen the show, I recommend. Yes. Let's specify, this is not James Cameron's Avatar. No, Avatar The Last Airbender, the real Avatar. <laughs> the only Avatar that matters. That actually matters. <laughs> I went and saw the second Avatar movie Ew. by myself in a theater in 3D, and it was plenty real. <laughs> also, I will um, say, I, we took Charlie to Disney um, last year in February. That Navi world that is That Navi sick, world huh? is amazing. The Avatar ride. Oh, Ma- it is it is the best ride it is the sandra's just best shaking ride. her head no. sandra this is the worst no. outcome you no. could have gotten <laughs> avatar the last airbender it, there's gonna be a live version soon i don't know how good it is but the actual cartoon version is amazing i know that cartoons are not everyone's cup of tea but i would recommend it blew my mind when i found out she played tylee um it really kind of made me laugh. It was so unexpected to find out that this little 16-year-old genius from Gilmore Girls was the same voice as this, like, martial arts badass kind of sweet villain in Avatar, The Last Airbender. Gotta gotta put that down. <laughs> Not Absolutely. the James Cameron one. Um, but yeah, those were my little quickfire references and Olivia Hack. And up next, we have a band with Emily. So this week we are going to do Fountains of Wayne in our takeout night freshman mixer that Lorelai intentionally or unintentionally created. In the background, you do hear the song Bright Future and Sales playing. So this takes place, okay, Rory graduates in 2007 from college. So this has to be like 2003, right? Somewhere around there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So this would have been right around the time that Stacy's mom came out. 
Which in case case y'all don't know, Fountains of Wayne is known for Stacy's mom. That is is the first song I always think of. But they're a rock band. They formed in 1995. They are from New York, consisting of Chris Collingwood, Adam Schlesinger, Jody Porter, and Brian Young. And they unofficially disbanded in 2013. Adam Schlesinger, which I was talking to my brother about it, he is from Montclair, New Jersey, which mm-hmm. is like right around the corner from where my brother lives. Uh, obviously, they're most famous for the song Stacy's Mom came out in 2003. But so I should have used his first name and what I have read. So Adam Schlesinger, so Adam and Chris Collingwood, they first met as freshmen at Williams College and they both played in multiple like separate bands they never really played together but they reconnected in the mid-90s and formed fountains of wayne uh so the names they went through beforehand woolly mammoth are you my mother Great. which is just Amazing. as far as i'm concerned doctor who reference and the mommy. what they should have are you my mommy um you my what they should have clearly stuck with uh and this is the whole band name Three men who, when standing side by side, have a wingspan of over 12 feet. Amazing band name, and they should have used it. Okay. <laughs> should Incredible. Have, should have stuck with it. <laughs> Finally, they settled on Fountains of Wayne, which was named after a lawn ornament store in Wayne, New Jersey. They were able to cut a demo and signed with Atlantic Records before recruiting uh, Porter and Young. Uh, and actually, Brian Young was still actively drumming with the Posies when this happened, the band The Posies. So their self-titled debut was released in 1996 with their singles Radiation Vibe Radiation Vibe, and Sink to the Bottom. They followed it up with a world tour playing alongside the Smashing Pumpkins, Sloan, and the Lemonheads. And that same year, Adam wrote the Academy Award-nominated certified gold song, That Thing You Do. I don't know if y'all remember the Tom Hanks movie from the 90s. Which one? Kind of. That Thing Isn't that You Do. Is that what it's called? Uh, it, no, yes. The movie is called that. The song is called that. Gotcha. Which Tom Hanks wrote, directed, and co-starred in that movie. Wow. Which might explain so why Tom it's Hanks. so good. Go mm. watch it. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1999, they released Utopia Parkway, named after a road in Queens. I love all the inspiration that they got on their names just from the environment. But the album was a concept record that dealt with life in modern suburbia. Uh, It had really solid reviews. It was voted album of the week for People magazine. And again, they toured extensively after this album. But it it seems like it really started to get on because they started to have frustrations grow between the members. And they ended up getting dropped by Atlantic that year in 1999. Yikes. Then the band itself ended up taking a long break as well. So during that time, Adam Schlesinger co-wrote many of the songs for the movie Josie and the Pussycats. With Rosario Dawson and Tara Reid. I love that movie. It is just a massive pleasure for me. He produced albums for Verve Pipe, David Mead, and They Might Be Giants. Verve Pipe is just the 90s. Like, that is such a 90s band. It is. So great. Oh my gosh. Sorry. Didn't mean to say <laughs> He also released a record with his other band, Ivy. So that dude did not take a break. Um, <laughs> and then Chris Collingwood formed pop, pop country band called Gay Potatoes. 
Cool. Just had to throw it out there. The name <laughs> threw me off. Um, <laughs> in 2001, they did regroup to record a cover of Better Things by the Kinks for a tribute album, and they began planning their own new album. And that planning turned into Welcome Interstate Managers, released in 2003, which has this song, Bright Future and Sales, on it, along with Stacy's Mom. Now, Schlesinger says the song Stacy's Mom was a tribute to the Cars, like the band The Cars, which I found interesting. The song initially stalled a bit on the release, but they ended up getting championed by current MTV president Judy McGrath to create the music video, which was a homage for a Fast Times at Ridgemont High featuring Rachel Hunter and ended up going certified gold and was nominated for Best Vocal Pop Performance at the 2004 Grammys. Again, they followed it up with another huge tour. And in 2006, while on tour in Tokyo, Chris Collingwood had a mental breakdown in which he didn't sleep for four days, experienced two hallucinations for two days, and didn't believe that he was in Tokyo to play in front of 25,000 people. The show was canceled, and Collingwood oh was taken to an emergency department and followed by recovery in a mental health a mental health hospital after returning to the U.S. Somehow, in this, in 2007, they also released Traffic and Weather, which Collingwood later says that Adam kind of took over at that point. Mm-hmm. Traffic and Weather included the song I-95. Rolling Stones named it number 54 on the year's top 100 songs. And he did not really just have a lot going on in that album due to his mental mental health struggles and also alcoholism at the time, too. Mm -hmm. In 2009, they released No Better Place live in Chicago. And in 2010, they finished their fifth album and released Sky Full of of Holes in 2011. So Chris Collingwood said in 2013 that that album was the hardest album they had to make, stating that he had checked out on the previous record and had to basically reassert himself and everything about that record was a fight. They did follow it up again with another tour after a one-year break um, and ended up playing their last show on October 19th of 2013. And while they never officially announced a breakup, uh, really, the only thing that any of them ever said was, well, I'll never say never, but it never happened again. Um, and I highly doubt they ever will reunite as Adam Schlesinger passed away to complications from COVID in 2020. Yeah. Oh, no. I was going to say the reason I know he's from Montclair is because there was a huge memorial for him there. Oh, and, I believe it. Um, I did hear about it, and, like, I was tempted to go, but I was not, I mean, not to be, like, rude or anything, but I was not a huge fan besides yeah. Stacy's mom, so it felt, like, it, weird going. But I do remember the day that he passed, and I do remember the, the memorial, because my Facebook feed was filled with people going. Yeah. So. I believe yeah, it. Very unfortunate. It was... April 1st when he passed away. So I also can't help but wonder, like, if there was, like, some people, like, no way that has to be an April Fool's joke. Mm, yeah. 
Oh, yeah, that's but hard. But the remaining members of the band did reunite on April 22nd as part of a charity live stream event to raise funding for the New Jersey Pandemic Relief Fund uh, with Sharon Van, Sharon Von Otten, Van Otten uh, taking his place on bass guitar. So um, kind of a sad note to end on. So I'm going to end on go listen to Stacy's Mom and have it stuck in your head for the rest of the week because that's <laughs> such a great song. And such Don't a listen to a song horribly, about a hot mom. <laughs> it is. It's such a great song. It's and I love the music video too. It's horribly. It's not horribly inappropriate. It's literally a high schooler. Kid. It's a little bit inappropriate, like, just, but it's fine. It yeah. It's fun though. But um, after mm-hmm. yeah yeah. So Stacey's mom came out in '03. Mm-hmm. I just to me it feels like such a '90s song. Like it it feels wild that I was like. <laughs> fully conscious by the time that this song was popular up until then (laughs) (laughs) that was fountains of wayne uh because of the song bright future and sales during our takeout night after that we have fashion with jess making fashion choices making fashion choices making fashion choices with jess Fashion is going to be pretty brief today because Lorelai wears one outfit for the entire episode with a brief pajama sojourn, and Rory wears two outfits, and neither none of these are very exciting. Uh, let's start with Lorelai's outfit, which honestly, I kind of love it. Like, it's not exciting, but it's really flattering on her, and it's it looks really great. Um, so she has got this kind of purpley brown and black striped v-neck uh, sleeveless top. It's a little bit more sleeve to it than a tank top. And she's got these really cute uh, flared dark jeans. And then she has somehow miraculously a striped zip-up like hoodie where the stripes are the exact same width as her top because I was looking at it and I was like she's doing stripes on stripes how does she look so good and I think the magic is that the stripes are the same width on both articles mm-hmm. and it somehow makes it work and of course the top is uh you know that purpley brown and black and then her hoodie is gray and black so neither of them is like a really jarring color But somehow she manages to make this feel very cool, very comfy. I will say my one big huh with this outfit is she does appear to be wearing like espadrille sandals or wedges. I'd almost assume wedges because of how wide the pants are and how long her legs look. And that's like a great trick, right? To wear a wedge under a wide leg pant. Mm-hmm. But that is the last shoe you would find on me while I was moving things anywhere, <laughs> right? Good if you're going to be hauling boxes, <laughs> mm-hmm. running in and out to the car, you need, like, good, comfy shoes. Can I say, I never noticed that her jacket had stripes on it. I didn't know really? I see it to be honest. now. Mm-hmm. It just, I thought it was just a black jacket. Yeah, They're no, so there's, it's stripes and stripes. And I think it's like one of the few times that I'm like, yeah, stripes and stripes, get it. Sure. Um, um, okay. I don't know if you guys will understand my brain here, but Lorelai here looks like a millennial 30-year-old. 
like more than ever before. Like before she looked like Gen X always, but in this episode specifically, she looks like any millennial that you would meet right now that's 30 years old. The way her hair is, the mm-hmm. the jacket, everything that she's wearing. It kind of seems like like if you took her out and put her in a show right now that's set in 2023, she would fit right in. So the fashion is yeah, totally. Oh, the nineties think... are coming back, guys. Yeah, that might be. I'm it. sorry, they're not coming back. They're back. They're back. They're like the back. cycle is so fast at this point that mm-hmm. you can genuinely wear anything, and within a week or two, it'll be back in. Like the cycle yeah. is obscene. Like what TikTok has done to fashion, I could talk about for a long time. But <laughs> regardless, I like Lorelai's outfit. I think it's cute. I think it's functional. Beside the shoes. And I do like that her hair is pulled back into, like, this kind of bun. I will say things get a little confusing after the shower, but we'll we'll talk about it. Let's also talk about Rory's outfit. So Rory wears one outfit for the majority of this episode, which is this orange polo, which she's wearing over what appears to be, like, a white tank top. And it's got, like, a racer back or she's wearing a sports bra or something. And then she's wearing these jeans that it's really hard to tell, but when you can find a detail shot, these jeans have like a very firm pleat down the center of each leg. And I think they're also pleated down the back of each leg. The I jeans remember that are kind being of, a thing. I know, but they're so... I hate them. <laughs> I hate the jeans. And the, the polo is whatever, right? The polo feels very collegiate, right? The polo feels very like... I go to Yale, um, yeah. but the color doesn't. I don't know. I okay. like the color. I, I hate this outfit, but also it's not I good. dislike it because it emphasizes, especially with the hair, how bad Alexa's posture is. So she's yes. literally, Ooh, like, yeah. you know what I mean? It, it's so mm-hmm. jarring sometimes. And it's because the there, shirt yes. is goes so forward sometimes it's mm-hmm. just not a very flattering there look is for her. Another episode later in the season, honest to, and Alexis is beautiful. Oh, gorgeous! She's this a model. should not be a thing. Polos just do not look good on her. Or at least the polos they yeah, chose polos for the series. Yeah, polos mm. are really hit or miss. Either no you're a person who rocks a polo, or your person. Oh no, of course not. No. And the thing is, I can rock a polo. However, I will not because I look like a, a hot waitress or something. And it's not in like a ooh, hot waitress. It's like that waitress can fix your car. That's the vibes I put off on Apollo, which I can't. And I don't want to falsely advertise. Um, but yeah, so just I'm really I'm also not loving this outfit. Uh, the the camisole or the tank top or whatever, it comes up above the neck of the polo. So you see it. She's got her hair back in a, a little French braid which I think is very functional, right, for this mm-hmm. move. Uh, but altogether, it, I don't like the look. And it makes sense to me when Rory's like, oh, I didn't realize I'd be getting my picture taken today when she's in line for her ID. Because in no world would you put this outfit on and then walk up to go get your ID picture taken that will probably follow you for the next four years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah. Not a great outfit. She also has, like, a hoodie that she has tied around her waist that I don't think we actually see her put on at any point. Mm-mm. And then 
We do also have her in a different outfit at the end of the episode, which is very brief, and it is, I believe, a pair of jeans, and she's got this really cute kind of, like, peasant-style blouse on. Um, it's a blue pattern printed, kind of almost like a paisley, and it's, you know, very ruched, it's very 90s, and I like it. I think it's cute. I think it's a much better choice for her than the the polo. And I think it's a much better choice for her to get her photo taken in for her her ID photo. I, I think this I shirt that, also accentuates her bad It posture. does, unfortunately. I think I it's think a it's, very cute shirt, but... Yeah. I think it's the cap sleeve. Like, something about the cap sleeve really emphasizes Alexis's shoulders, and you notice... It's like she has two little, like, flags at the end of each shoulder, and they just keep crunching together. I think because um, it has a lower back as well. Well, yeah, unfortunately, it's just not a very flattering look. However, the, the shirt itself is really cute. And also, I think it that, is. like, with the way her hair is styled this time, where it's just, like, a, a pony, it looks better. Mm-hmm. Rather than that, like, yes. harsh braiding. Yeah. And it's funny, there's this idea about, like, hair theory and the way that you style your hair, like, the way that you part your hair can so dramatically impact the way that your face looks. Mm -hmm. And that's certainly, this is a great example of that because Alexis is stunning, absolutely gorgeous, but the way that the ponytail flatters her face more than just, like, the, the kind of severe French braid It's like, okay, very clear difference here. Either way, she does much better on her second day at college, Mm style-wise. And then we do have the roommates, right? You have Paris showing up in, I believe it's a purple kind of crepey top. And poor Tana. Tana's definitely character-dressed here, right? Uh, Tana's outfit kind of strikes me as, like, homeschool right like like she's yeah. supposed to look kind of fish out of water mm-hmm. um a little bit like arts and crafts homemade like little house on the prairie cottage core before cottage core i could yeah. go on it's giving like puritanical like came with yeah, the mayflower like, kind of vibes <laughs> it's like granola girl but also like not granola girl whose granola. parents go to church every other week Right? Like, there's something very, um, there's something very modest about about it. She's wearing a little skirt, but it goes mm-hmm. down past the knee. She's buttoned all the way up to the neck in this, like, purple with a white ruffle. I just, I have a hard time looking at little Tana because she is supposed to be 16, right? Like, yeah. I can't imagine my parents dropping me off at college at 16 and then, like, expecting and being me like, to- I'm gonna go- I'm going to go get a schwitz. Right. See you later. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Either way. I do love Paris's outfit, though, when she shows up. I just, it, I think it looks phenomenal. I think it looks great on her, but also, does Paris look taller? I think she could also be wearing some wedges or heels or something. I think just something about the way the Chilton uniform hit her made her mm. look oh, shorter than she mean. actually is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because for some well, reason. Well, she does she have just- a haircut as well. Right? Yes. Yeah. So she had that mm-hmm. long hair, and now it's, it seems yeah. to be a little bit shorter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That suits her much better, I would 
think. But also kind of makes her more of an adult, right? She looked very... Because yeah. I believe the actress is a little bit older than she's playing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, um, I think so yeah. when she, yeah, when she was doing the Chilton stuff, they kind of dressed her down to be more girly, but now he, or girlish rather, now she's kind of getting that adult vibe, and I mean, yeah, she's trying to put that adult vibe out I'm here too, for it. But that's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, yeah, we're not there yet. But no, no, no. overall, uh, as far as fashion, this episode. Kind of uh, limited, but uh, if I was going to have to pick a best, it would be Lorelai. I mean, just mm-hmm. like the way that everything fits her, the way that she looks. Do you have to give one little what? Because when we see her get out of the shower, her hair is dry or like mostly dry. It doesn't seem like she got it wet, but it's like a little bit wavy, right? We know that she's got like a little bit of natural wave to her hair. That's fine. The next morning, she looks a little bit more curled. And then by the time she gets from Yale to Stars Hollow, she's got like a freshly curled full head of hair. Clearly, she stopped off at the salon. Like, you know, know, who needs to get that truck back to Luke on time? I'm going to go with, I don't know if you, Jess, you might have seen these, but there are these um, heatless, uh, heatless curl, like, not bars, but like, like yeah, it's like, like a the, giant roller the satin, you can get. like rod thing. Yeah. yeah. I'm going to go with before she left, like she got in Luke's truck, she put that in her hair, drove <laughs> around for two hours, and then went home. And then Our returned guys, the truck. <laughs> maybe she just has curly hair. Because I think I mean, Lauren but Graham like, actually does have curly hair. The, but look at it difference. that morning before she leaves. <laughs> like, when she wakes up, she is dressed. She is ready to go home. It's got a little bit of a flip. It's got a little bit of a mm-hmm. body to it. It's cute. It's gorgeous. It, it looks great on her. She gets to Stars Hollow. It's and like a has blowout. A it's a professional full, vibe. <laughs> full curling iron, God knows what, beautiful hairstyle. And, you know, it's it's a She TV wanted to show. see Luke, all right? She knew think she that went she home had and did her hair and then the went and dropped it mattress. <laughs> and she was I like, how do it. I make this better for Luke? Oh, I can make, I can do my hair. Well, this go home is and do why your hair, change your clothes. On TV sets, on movie sets, they take Polaroids of you in your hair and makeup and your costume so that they can look at them and make sure you look the same. And I feel like maybe we forgot our Polaroid this day. <laughs> It was a reshoot. It was a next day situation, whatever. But that is fashion for this week. Either way, she looks gorgeous in all of it. So yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Rory in that orange polo. I'm sorry, worst dressed. Um, even with Tana in the mix. Oops, sorry. Yeah. Uh, but after fashion, we have Stars Hollow speaks. La la. So for this episode, I put up a series of five polls asking about um, I think some pretty common either points where there are criticism or where there are a lot of difference of opinions in the the viewers. So let's go through the results and we can kind of see how our listeners lined up versus how we process them. First question was that big takeout party. What do we think? 
Was it the ultimate cool mom moment? Was it unnecessary and expensive? Or was it uncomfortable for the sweet mates, right? Because that didn't seem like it was something that Paris and Tana got to give their input on. 45% of listeners said it was the ultimate cool mom moment. 34% said it was unnecessary and expensive. And 21% said that it would be uncomfortable for the sweet mates. So a pretty good spread, but it seems mm-hmm. like the majority of people thought it was a pretty cool mom moment. You know what? We didn't really mention that. We didn't mention that, you know, Tana and Paris may not have wanted that party, but it happened. (laughs) It was happening regardless. Mm -hmm. I'm going to bet that Paris was okay with that because Paris knows Rory. Paris knows Lorelai. She's comfortable with them. Yeah, Tana, however. Poor Tana. also a kid. Sweet little baby Tana. (laughs) (laughs) Probably just along for the ride. Yeah. Yeah. Just... And doesn't really, like, honestly, I don't even know if she has feelings about it. Like, strong way, which is like, oh, okay. She's just got good food. Maybe mm, that's how okay. she sees it. <laughs> I guess this is what we're going to do. Well, my next poll was all about life coach Terrence. And the options were, um, are you pro-Terrence? Paris needs a positive influence. Are you anti-Terrence? He should have let Rory move on. Or are you just here to enjoy the craft corner? (laughs) 30% of people were pro-Terrence, 18% were anti-Terrence, and 52% of people are just here for the craft corner, which I get it. I wish I'd had one of those in my dorm. How fun. Yeah, same. (laughs) I have one now, and that's what matters, you know? (laughs) I don't have any strong feelings towards Terrence other than, like, maybe double check with somebody before you force your coachee on them. Right? I mean, I feel like always opportunities for better communication, right? The -hmm. next poll was about Lorelai sleeping over in the dorm on the first night. And I asked, do you think this is totally fine? Rory needed her mommy. Do you think this is something that would have weirded you out? Or is it giving you Sarah Lawrence flashbacks? So 51% said it was totally fine. 45% said it was something that would weird you out. And 4%, two people, said it was giving them Sarah Lawrence flashbacks. And I just have to applaud the two people who were able to put together what I was thinking about, which is I was referencing, for anybody who's not aware, there's currently a documentary out about a situation that happened at Sarah Lawrence where a student's father kind of moved into student housing and it kind of became this much bigger thing and he essentially started a cult. Um, oh and it's it's <laughs> honestly it was a pretty scary this. situation. Yeah. Yes. It so um, I had no idea what that reference the documentary was. Documentary is pretty fascinating. So that was immediately where my brain went as soon as I was like, oh my gosh. A parent sleeping in the dorms, like red flags, but it's Lorelai. We all know her and love her and trust her, but it does it seem seems like, like even the audience our listeners is... were pretty split. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like it yeah. is. I think even the three of us are a little bit split about it. Right? Yeah. Was it fine? I think Was it, it would something weird both i think it would all come down to like how the vibe overall of the night went so if it went like exactly how we see in the show be like i mean kind of weird but we had a good time she mm-hmm. you know let us make some new friends so like okay fine whatever move on um if it did not go that well 
full-on weird. <laughs> right. And Paris yeah. and Lorelai also have an existing positive relationship. That is true. Like, there's also, also that aspect. have things to finish between the two of them as well. So, so yes. poor Tana is the only one left out in the cold of, you know, nobody. Yeah. Well, the second to last poll is about Luke. I referenced it last week. Was Luke in this situation with his truck? Was he a saint? Was he a simp? Or was he a guy who had bigger fish to fry in this episode? 55% of people said he was a saint. Which I think we can agree. He gave mm-hmm. them a lot more yeah. leeway than he probably should have. 20% or 21% said a simp. And 24% of people said he was a guy who had bigger fish to fry this episode. Right? He's in the middle of a yeah. divorce. He had that other was, things you, going on. I kind of agree with that last vote. Um, I'll say that would have been my vote. Yeah. Same. He had yeah. bigger. He, he was literally getting divorced. <laughs> and had like lawyers <laughs> harassing him over things that he just yeah. wanted taken care of. Yes. It's like, you and know then- what? Take the truck. I can't deal with you. Go. <laughs> and then my last poll was about the mattress. We just can't get away from that dang mattress. And I asked, did you, how, how did you handle your dorm mattress? Did you get a new one? And the answers were, no, I just put sheets on the old one. No, I put a mattress protector on the old one. Yes, I got a fresh mattress and tossed the old one, or I never lived in a dorm. 18% of listeners just put sheets on the old mattress. 40% put a mattress protector on. Nobody got a fresh mattress. (laughs) And 42% of our listeners never lived in a dorm. So it seems like the majority of people who did attend college and go and live in a dorm did not get a fresh mattress, which is exactly what I expected. I definitely didn't. And I definitely just got a mattress protector. I'm not going to lie. Mattress protector, absolutely. You just zip it in and you pretend it doesn't exist anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Well, thank you to everybody who answered our polls. This was definitely our biggest uh, poll response yet. So keep an eye out. I will try to have some more. After that, we did get a couple of Instagram messages as well. Um, So from Lisa, she says, I actually really like that Lorelai stays that first night at Yale because Rory asks, different story if it had been initiated by Lorelai. Rory is embarking on something brand new and a little scary, and I think it's fine to seek support in those instances, and that showing up for our kids or friends or family when asked is kind of the point of having our community. Sure, kids need a push sometimes, but I thought this was more akin to Rory needing another minute before opening the door to the headmaster's office on the first day at Chilton. Just in this case, it was a whole extra night because the next step was that much bigger. That is a great comparison, and I agree completely, yeah. And I agree. Yeah. I mean, I said differently, like, if it was my daughter, but, like, I I also know that, like, Charlie and I are obviously not Lorelai and Rory, mm-hmm. but I think that's a fantastic comparison. Yeah. Thank so you, we, Lisa. Yeah, thank oh, you, yes, Lisa. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> we also got a message from Zoe who says, hi, ladies. I've been listening to your podcast for the last couple of months and been loving it. Thank you. I love how in-depth you get with each scene and your bits. It feels like I'm talking with friends 
about each episode. I'm so excited to have finally caught up in time for season four. My second favorite season. Season three better be your favorite season. Mm. Maybe. <laughs> Don't uh, judge <laughs> Sending all, all of you good vibes from Australia. Yeah, listeners from Australia. It's so awesome. You know what I love? I love when we get those comments that are like, it's like listening to friends speak because like, I don't know, it just like warms my heart. (laughs) Right? Like that's the goal. That's what we want. So if that's how it's coming across, thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you to everyone who responded and especially the people that voted on our polls. Please keep it up. And, And we do have a Discord now. Speaking of which, we did get some comments on our Discord. Yeah. Annalisa, uh, responding to our mattress that will never, well, we're never going to be done talking about this mattress, said, their inner rich girls really show when they need a fresh mattress. And I think based on our polls, the majority of people would agree with you. Yes. Yes. So, guys, uh, join our Discord. We post pictures. We have fun. Uh, We kind of talk to each other and, you know, we chill. We have good times. That's my little plug for our Discord. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, this episode has run longer than usual, but Sandra, let's talk about coffee. Let's talk about coffee. Hey, guys, they went to Luke's several times today, but never really actually sat down and ate. However, I was really scared we were not going to get coffee this episode. I was in my head. I'm like, zero, zero. Rory gets a cup of coffee at the end. Lorelai drinks so nothing. So we end on coffee. Now, Lorelai does girls. say, within the episode, I found a kiosk by the library that has great coffee, and I went to it after the orientation, but we do not see it on screen, so I'm not counting it. So, I'm going to assume she gets it and chugs it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> technically, the only time anyone drinks coffee on screen is Rory at the very end, due to the mean girls... So one for Rory, zero for Lorelai, and that that well, we that's got it, one guys. at least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey guys, I wanted to mention something real quick. The film quality is different, right? Like it looks different. It's a little sharper. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like it. I dig with it. So like, I'm really excited for season four. Um, especially considering. It's no secret, I tend to stick with the first three seasons, so I'm excited to go through season four with you guys. We're in the Yale years, guys. We are. still cannot wait to get to season seven to see Sandra's reactions. (laughs) Right? All these episodes that are going to be fresh and new for her. And we remember with, uh... (sighs) yeah, we remember them. Well, but anyways. thank you once again for listening. Mm-hmm. Um, as always, I was Jess. And I was Sandra. And I was Emily. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. This is Town Meeting, a Gilmore Girls rewatch podcast with Sandra, Jess, and Emily. You can follow us on Instagram at Town Meeting Pod send us an email at townmeetingpod at gmail.com or leave us a voicemail at anchor.fm slash townmeetingpod and click message. You can also support us by subscribing to us on Spotify or buying us a cup of coffee on buymeacoffee.com slash townmeeting.